This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, to help us understand what it's like to work in airport operations for an airline is Courtney Deckard. But before we begin, I just have a few announcements. First of all, don't forget that the scholarships guide online, there's a lot of folks that are willing to help you out and get a free guide. You can use Pay It Forward. That is the coupon code. Get yourself a free scholarships guide. That guide is updated every month. We're now up to 63 or 67 million in scholarships. We're closing in on the 100 million mark. We're actually counting them again and uh, really excited. Scholarships for all sorts of things. Whether you want to work at the airport, you want to be a pilot, flight attendant, mechanic, uh, maybe you want to get a degree in business in airport operations or aviation, or you want to become a well, we call it here, it's uh, engineering. Uh, some people call it engineering in other countries, uh, mechanics, but all sorts of different uh, types of scholarships are available. Don't forget to check that out, plus all our other courses that we have out there. And we're doing something else to help out on our YouTube channel. We started this pilot interview course series, and every week I've been putting out a very short video, just about five minutes long. And I pull an interview question from all the five over 500 questions I use to get people ready for a pilot interview. It's uh, things from your instrument primarily, but also certain things within your 121 arena. But uh, anyway, let's move on to the podcast here. And uh, joining me today is Courtney Deckard. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I was so excited to have you on because uh, you're somebody that personifies what someone should be in the aviation field. And that's somebody that's really passionate about what they do. And gosh, you know, I love all the pictures uh, that you have on your Instagram and all the different airplanes and all the, you know, smiling faces. And obviously, I think, uh, I wonder if you agree, that the people in this industry, they just really love their jobs. Yeah, I have to agree completely. I mean, getting into this, I didn't realize it'd be a lifelong career that it's turned into be. And just the fact that I've absolutely fallen in love with everything aviation related. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I can, I can tell that in your voice. I can tell that in your pictures. But uh, so, first of all, airport operations, that's what you, you work in. And uh, some people have different terms for it. Uh, and that, that conjures up different images as what a- airport operations is. So um, what is it that you do? And what, what do we mean by uh, airport operations? So to break it down a little bit, uh, I work mostly on the express side for my airline. So airport operations covers everything from customer service at the ticket counter to the gate. It also covers ops itself as far as inside getting the paperwork, getting fuel, everything like that. And then my main focus that I do is everything outside, which is called the ramp. So um, loading bags, pushing planes doing lavatory servicing and potable water servicing, things like that. And it all combines together as airport operations. So there's a a lot of different skills there, skill sets there that's dealing with people, both customers, customer facing, but also uh, your own crew and the people around the airport. So you have two different things that you have to deal with. Another thing that I think is 
really a challenge sometimes because I watch the, I've never worked in airport operations, but I watch them a lot. And one thing I think you have to be cognizant about is people don't realize it really can be somewhat uh, dangerous. You know, you have to make sure you're safe. So tell me a little bit about what it's like to, to work in that type of an environment. So to work in this type of environment, safety is number one. No matter who you talk to, the conversation that you're having, um, safety is always brought up before every conversation, before every flight. I mean, you're outside, you're next to loud engines, you have to have hearing protection in, you have to make sure you're wearing your seatbelt at all times. You also have to make sure that you're in good communication between your coworkers. So you guys know who's doing what. You're not stepping over each other's toes. You're not running into each other, and you're working safely as a group. Yeah, you said uh, seatbelt. There's another example of something that you have to do to be cross, you know, trained. You you actually, you drive the tugs, right? Correct, yeah. So we drive the pushbacks, the tugs, belt loaders. Um, Some stations have lab trucks themselves where you have to, pull up to the aircraft with a truck and have somebody guide you in. So it sounds like you kind of have to be somewhat almost uh, athletic, I would say, you know, because you have to bounce from one thing to the next and there's always something moving. Uh, oh, yeah. So you, how, as far as the job's concern, as far as working in airport operations, um, I would assume there's, is there some kind of standard, a physical standard they have to meet? Yeah, you have to be able to lift between uh, 50 to 70 pounds. Whether you're at the ticket counter checking in a bag, you have to be able to lift that bag up. If it's 70 pounds, you have to be able to lift that up, turn around, put it on the belt so it can go through TSA. If you're outside loading bags onto the belt loader, you have to be able to lift that bag, put it on the belt loader, and then the person in the cargo pit has to be able to lift it and stack it inside. Yeah, so you could easily, uh, if you get hurt, like injured, either outside of work or at work, you could be out of work for a little while, couldn't you? Yeah, um, the training that comes with working, though, they focus so much on the safety and how to properly lift the bags, how to properly stack the bags. I personally haven't seen many injuries in the past four and a half years, and when I have seen an injury, it's always mostly operator error. Right, and one of the things that, I've seen, as far as injuries, like you said, they're few and far between, is sometimes we cut corners and that's when it happens. And uh, exactly. like you said, operators. Yeah. You know, you were talking about this. I just realized, as you're saying all these things, how in the world did you get, it just seems a daunting task. How did you get trained to do all these different things? I mean, you were working the gate, you worked down there. I mean, that must be one heck of a process. Yeah. Um, fun fact, I'm actually an instructor on the ramp itself. So I not only got to learn everything, I got to learn to become an instructor on it, and now I get to train people on it. Well, so, that's going to be challenging. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love every second of it. Uh, that's cool. And so so when they do this training, uh, just so I can get a picture of this, mm-hmm. how do they do that? Do you, do you do that at the airport? Do you have to go somewhere to get training? So normally there's a classroom portion that will take place at your airline's hub. So you'll most likely fly there. You'll do the classroom portion um, and then you'll get sent to your station and you'll either have 
a class that goes to your station and have a corporate instructor, or you'll have a local ramp instructor that does all the on-the-job training with you. Oh, that's interesting. Now, you had mentioned something about the express side. So um, you normally, I guess, work out of some of the more, uh, the smaller airports. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So I've worked at hubs like Denver, but then I've also mostly 99% of the time have worked at all of our line stations, which specialize in the express side of the aircraft. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the express side, you're doing a lot more jobs. It seems like there's less of a crew out there. Is that correct? Um, my personal opinion is, yeah, it's harder and there's more work to do. Uh, some rampers from mainline might argue that, but I personally think it is. Yeah, I don't want to start an argument here. That's for sure. but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're just doing, you know, quite a few different jobs because, you know, think about it, a really large airplane, someone who's loading bags, it might be the only job they have right there because it's such a big airplane. But yeah. uh, in your case, you're running and, and juggling a whole bunch of different think uh, before we talk about how you even found this job, that must be one thing I think would be a good trade is to be able to like multitask, I would think. Definitely. I mean, before I started this job, I never thought that I would be able to work at the ticket counter, close down the ticket counter, run to the bag room, get all the bags together, take it out to the aircraft, load it up, and then safely push out the plane. I would have thought I was crazy, but now it's like, oh, cool. I can do that. We have an hour. We have plenty of time. <laughs> oh, wow. That must build a lot of confidence, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, so as a trainer, that must be really cool to, to watch that happen where someone's like so overwhelmed and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I mean, it's so rewarding to watch somebody that on day one, they've never been that close to an aircraft before. And then by the end of the training process, just seeing them more confident and being able to do things on their own. And they look at me and I'm like, no, you're doing it okay. You're doing fine. And then as, you know, months progress, years progress, and then I see and it's like, wow, like they've come such a far away. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, they could use those skills in, in many different avenues in life. So you're really doing a lot of life skills there, Definitely. too. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think that I get uh, questions about a lot and I would like to know is how in the world do you find out about an airport operations job? We see them out the window, but where do you find out about those jobs? So you can go to the airline's website directly if you're familiar, you know, with airlines and you know who you want to work for. You can go directly to the airline's website, go to the career section, and apply for the location that you want. Um, that's mostly just for the main line. But then when you get into the regionals and the line stations and stuff like that, they're contracted out to other companies. So you'd have to kind of have an insight of what contractors operate at what airport. And it's kind of one of those things where you know somebody that works there or you've heard of it. So you're familiar with it. So I guess networking is pretty important then. Oh, 110% networking is key in the industry. And those jobs, I know that from everybody that I know in these jobs, they wind up sticking with it for many years. Just It's funny when you said that in the beginning. I hear that so often. It's like, I just came out here and, and wanted to see what it was like, maybe work a few years, and they stay for 40 years. 
So there's something oh, that's yeah. really cool about that job, <laughs> you know? So definitely. Well, that kind of leads us into the next question. You know, why, why are you so passionate about, you know, this type of job in airport operations? Well, I'm not honestly sure. I just honestly fell in love with it. I mean, I traveled to New York a few years ago. It was my first time leaving my small town that I grew up in. I went by myself to New York City and met some of my best friends to this day. And then after that, I just was addicted to traveling. And I was like, well, how can I do this the rest of my life? I mean, (laughs) I want to see the rest of the world, you know? And so I was like, oh, I'll become a flight attendant. And I was 18 years old. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be a flight attendant, travel the world. And then I was like, oh, wow, you have to be 21 for most airlines. So I was just scrolling across different airlines websites. And I was like, oh, what's this? They're hiring near where I live. And I applied, got an interview. And a week later, I was tossing bags on the ramp. That's cool. You know, you you talk about traveling the world. I think that is something that appeals to so many people in this industry. Uh, You know, I have a cousin did the same thing. And he actually said to me, he says, you know, this is why I did this. I wanted to retire with at least 10 years so I could get free travel. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, We hear it all the time. It's like, you know, work for the airlines and travel for free. But uh, can you really do that? Yeah. So a lot of people don't think that by working customer service or by working the ramp that you can actually travel, but there's so many different opportunities that come with having the job. Like if another station needs help and your station is either overstaffed or a light flight schedule, you can ask your manager and you can go and help out that station. And there's a little travel with work that comes with that, but then there's also standby traveling So on your off days, you can hop on a flight and you can either go domestically or internationally. Every airline's different different when it comes to the flight benefits, but I'd say almost every single airline out there has the flight benefits and the standby privileges. That sounds really cool. Have you been able to fly internationally yet? Yeah, actually. um, I've gone to the Netherlands. I've gone to Germany, Australia gone a handful of places i love it wow and this is all through the the benefit of traveling for basically for free i guess you have to pay a little bit of taxes and stuff like that yeah i mean uh with my airline specifically you only have to pay the international taxes so when you're coming back say from germany to chicago you only have to pay the international taxes and if you want to book yourself first class then you have to pay additional for that but i mean it's worth it. I mean, you're working year round in all these different conditions. And when you're sitting first class on the nine hour flight to Germany, it is a hundred percent worth it. <laughs> Sounds really good. <laughs> get that, you know, get the ice cream on the way over there. I always love that. Always yeah, appealed they to have me. an ice cream Sunday bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That travel is great, but how do you get time to do it? Do they give you like time off? Do you, do you work like a nine to five kind of thing? How does that work? So the scheduling is absolutely insane, and I think that it scares people away. But in all honesty, once you get used to it, it makes life so much better. I personally would never go and work a 9-to-5 job. I like waking up at 4 a.m. and working flights all day. I like not knowing, you know, oh, am I going to get off on time? Are we going to have a delay? Are we going to have diversions? Things like that. So 
the hours are crazy, but then what comes with that is the relationships that you build with your coworkers and then you can do day trades with each other. So if you want to go on a trip, you can ask somebody to work for you and then they'll work for you. And then a week later you can work for them so they can go on a trip, things like that. That's some incredible flexibility. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, the flexibility sounds horrible at the beginning, honestly. But after, you know, you build the relationships with your coworkers, you get seniority with your company, it makes it easier. And then um, once you're full-time, you get, I believe, I mean, every airline's going to differ, but my airline specifically, full-time employees get two weeks paid vacation a year. Well, that's pretty, uh, that's really good, actually. But also with this trading, you could almost take a vacation every couple months, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I can get somebody to work for me, depending where I'm at, things like that. I used to go to Europe, I'd say, every three, four months. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, pretty pre-corona. cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, obviously things have changed quite a bit here. Yeah. Um, but with, with the whole corona thing going on, but, uh, you know, this too shall pass like all the other ones have in, in the past. Definitely. So, you know, with that travel benefit, though, um, you know, and the flexibility, you get to have this, you almost get to kind of almost like design a lifestyle that's that's something that most people can't do, can they? Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought about it that way, but it's so true because so many people work these nine to five Monday through Friday jobs, but then you get into a job like airport operations and you get a random Wednesday off, you get a random Thursday off. You talk to your coworkers and one week you could have four days off and the following week only two days off. I mean, it's just a crazy schedule and you just have to have the adaptable type of personality. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I think people do not realize in the airline world, there's very few jobs that are nine to five. There are some, uh, but mm-hmm. usually, you know, airlines run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every yeah. day of the year, right? Even holidays. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they're probably busier in the holidays. Uh, we're coming up tomorrow. Actually, we're recording this as uh, uh, the July 4th weekend, I guess, officially starts tomorrow. And it's going to be crazy busy, I think, at the airport. Uh, so, you know, you have to wind up sometimes working those days, uh, but you also get some really, you know, big stretches off. That's something that you just you mentioned might be a challenge. So it, with with your coworkers and yourself, um, do you see those uh, as a challenge as far as this is concerned? Like, for instance, I'm sure – uh, you know, with family and stuff like that. Uh, what do you, what's the feedback you get from, from your family and also your experience? So my feedback that I get a lot is people are like, Oh my gosh, you work so much. It's so crazy. I can't believe you're up at 4am and working till 5pm. And it's like, okay, I love what I do for one. So it doesn't even bother me that I'm there that long. And secondly, it's like, okay, yeah, I worked a long shift today. But next week, I have an extra day off because I worked for somebody today. So next week, extra day off means I'm going to Europe. Uh, you got me sold. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And this is so exciting. I mean, hearing it for me, this is really exciting to hear from the airport operations side that that you do have that flexibility. Because I think that there's this big misconception out there that if you want to travel the world and you want to really stretch your horizons, you have to be a pilot or a flight attendant, et cetera. That is definitely not true. As a matter of fact, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, you know what? I wish I could travel as much as you do. I mean, you go to more places than I do. That's incredible. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say that. Everybody thinks that you have to be a pilot or a flight attendant to be able to travel the world. But really, I mean, any job in the airline, you're going to be able to travel to. Yeah. And that's really something that's super exciting about this. And uh, the other benefit that you have, and correct me if I'm wrong, is within an airline, you could actually say you're in airport operations, and then you say to yourself, you know what, I think I want to go into this other work group. Say you want to be a, a pilot, a flight attendant, a mechanic, et cetera. That, that's available to you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So for me, currently, I am starting my aircraft mechanic school in August. And without this job, I would have never thought in a million years that I would be going down that road. And I'm so grateful that I am. And the airline, there's lots of scholarships that you can apply for. The people that you meet are just so supportive of you. And no matter what decision you make, no matter what road you go down, everybody in this industry is beyond supportive. And it turns into like a family. And before I get off track with that, um, there's different routes that you can go as far as moving up into management, flight attendants, pilots. I mean, there's just so many different areas that you can go dispatch, crew scheduling, like there's just so much that you learn and everybody just kind of finds their niche and figures out what they fall in love with within the industry. And you're all you're doing that within that same family. I love how you put that because it really does become a big part of your family. And um, oh, you'll, definitely, you wind up, you know, going through, you know, births and you know, marriages and deaths and all this kind of stuff with all these people. And traditionally, in an airline, people don't realize a lot of times we're there for a long, long time, decades. So they do become yeah. like your extended family, which I I actually really en- that's one thing I really enjoy. Uh, because these are my, this is my airline family, and I love how you put yeah. that. So, uh, so I, I'm kind of got this renewed interest now in my my airline family because I've been away from it for a while. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard to being away from them because I, you're with them, you know, seven days a week sometimes, and you're spending mornings, nights, holidays with these people, and you start spending all this quality time with them, talking to each other about your family, kids, marriages, everything, and you just become a family together. Yeah. Some family members you like more than others, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but they're still family. So that, and that's important. <laughs> and, and you build some incredible relationships amongst them. Um, you know, before we get into, you, you said something about becoming a mechanic. I really want to go down that in a minute, but, um, but, as far as the job requirements and things like that and the pay and benefits, you get the similar benefits. I know you just talked about travel. I'm assuming you have like uh, retirement, medical, those type of things. Yeah. So they offer every type of insurance as far as dental vision um, and health insurance. And then the options to set up 401ks. It's just like any other job out there, you know, you can opt out of it or you can opt in it. 
So you have the benefits, uh, great travel benefits like any other uh, employee. How about the pay? I mean, what, uh, for instance, at your airline, can you kind of give us a feel where someone would start maybe and then mid-career and end with doing the, the airport operations type of, uh, of job? Yeah, so the starting pay for like a line station, for example, is going to be anywhere between 10 to $13, depending on your location, the volume of flights that they have throughout the day. Um, if you're cross-utilized, that's customer service and ramp. And then the hubs, they're going to start out at a higher pay, which is between probably 14 and 18 an hour. And then every year on the anniversary of your hire date, you're going to get a raise. Uh, mine specifically is 30 cents a year, which isn't a lot, but I mean, love what I do. I can't complain. But then on top of that, there's bonuses that come. So for example, when we're scanning bags outside, you have to scan your arrival bag within three minutes of the aircraft getting there. And then you have to have it to bag claim within 20 minutes. So when you meet all of those stats, you get bonuses every quarter. So if we meet every stat for this quarter, we're going to get a $280 bonus down the road. Oh, that's nice. They, yeah. And, so if someone's like, do you guys, like, for instance, top out pay-wise after 10 years or something? I, I don't know what the top out is. I'm not 100% sure on that as far as um, a top out pay. I believe it depends on the location that you're at. And since I travel so much, that kind of gets over my head. But I know where I previously was stationed, I believe the cap out was around 15 or $16 an hour for just the basic ramp. But it was also a smaller station. But in general, though, someone who's working ramp could basically make around what the median income is out there. I know it's starting out, it's, yeah. it's a little low, but it comes up. And, and plus, you work a lot of hours. I think uh, that's something I think we didn't talk about is the typical day. Uh, it's like you said, not nine to five. So how long are your shifts usually? So my shifts are normally four days a week, 10 hour shifts a day. I do a lot of day trades, though. So I love to pick up hours. I love to get my money. So some days it's, you know, 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. Some days it's 4 a.m. to 7 p.m. It kind of just depends on the day and the situation. And that's another thing to go a little bit deeper is you may be scheduled, say, 4 to 2. But if your flight's delayed on your shift, you're expected to stay for that. So you need to be there for every flight on your shift. If it's delayed an hour, you need to be there. If it's delayed three hours, you need to be there unless there's adequate staffing to cover it and to cover your spot as well. And then if there's diversion, you have to stay for all of those as well. So you have to be, we go back to that whole flexibility. You have to be flexible. That's for sure. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So if somebody is looking at this as a job, and it, it is a great job, especially gets your foot in the door in an airline, which is incredibly important because, uh, you know, I've had, you know, one of those entry level jobs where it got me to another job, the next step, et cetera. What type of uh, requirements are there for somebody who wants to work in the airport operations? What are the minimum requirements? So the minimum requirements to work in airport operations is a high school diploma, willing and able to lift up to 70 pounds, willing and able to work in all types of weather conditions, whether it be hot, cold, 
snowy, rainy, any type of weather, long hours, short hours, holidays, um, weekends, weekdays, everything. You have to have 100% flexibility. So as far as you said holidays and, and weekends, is the system the same as for like in-flight and uh, pilots where it's all seniority-based, how you do your scheduling? Yep. So we do a bid process just like pilots and flight attendants, and it goes seniority-based. So they do a bid normally, I'd say, every three months or so. Some locations do it every six months. Some locations do it once a year. So you go off of this bid and say there's 10 employees and you're number four in seniority. They'll give you an option of 10 lines. And if you're number four, you're going to choose three lines and whatever suits your lifestyle the best. And that's going to be your schedule for the next three or six months or a year. And then from that bid line, that's where you can make all of your arrangements as far as, hey, I'll work for you this day if you can work for me this day. And then you can kind of plan out if you want to travel somewhere. So if you wanted to travel somewhere in two months from now and you knew what your schedule was going to be, you can work as many hours as you want up until then so you have plenty of money saved to go. Work out your day trades with somebody so they're covering you and then you're able to travel or if your children have an appointment or a game, or if you're planning a family event, you have it planned out in advance. That's one thing I love about the job working for an airline is being able to do that is being able to change things. Nothing's ever the same. The job is never the same. There's always something different. Like you just said, your schedule, but also you have diversions, et cetera. The things that can be Mm -hmm. challenges are also those things that are incredibly appealing, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. It sounds scary when somebody first hears about it. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't commit to that. I can't commit to staying late all the time. But it's, you know, it doesn't happen every single day. And also when you become so close to your coworkers and they know that you have somewhere to be and you have to be there, they're going to find a way to help accommodate you unless it's an absolute emergency. Well, if someone's looking at getting into this as far as pursuing a career in airport operations, is there any advice you might uh, give them as far as uh, application-wise and maybe their their background? Because I know you have to do background check, et cetera. Yeah, so you're going to have to uh, pass a background check. You're going to have to go through a background check with your airline and with the airport itself to be able to get a CIDA badge for that airport. You're going to have to pass a drug test and then be able to possibly go away for one to two weeks for training. So that doesn't sound too bad, but uh, one thing you need to look at is your background and make sure you know try as hard as you can yeah. to explain anything that's happened. I'm sure they go through all the driving record and things like that, so quite, quite yeah. important there. It's shocking, though, because a lot of people think, oh, wow, I could never work at an airport, but I've met people that used to be in prison and they work side by side with me. Just because they may have potentially done something bad in their life doesn't make them a horrible person or prevent them from getting into the airline industry. I'm glad you brought that up because much of what I do in the career coaching is helping people, uh, you know, fix some little mistakes in the past and and put that on the resume and make it sound a little bit better as far as explaining what happened and it doesn't mean that you can't get a job with an airline just because you have a DUI, just because you have something in your past. Uh, and I'm, I'm so glad you said that because, you, yes, you can. You can work for an airline. Just be able to explain it uh, when you yeah. do go for the interview. 
And also to kind of add on to that is it's such a judgment free zone. Once you start working in aviation, if you have a criminal background, nobody's going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you if I'm standing side by side with you. You know, everybody just gets so close and a family once again. So don't let that stop you from applying if it's something that you're interested in. Yeah, I I very much agree with that. So if you're looking at getting into this as a career, don't forget you can write us at the feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com and I can uh, send some of those questions off to Courtney because I'm sure a lot of people are getting more and more questions as they're listening. Yeah, my social media is completely open to anybody that has any questions, especially females that are looking to get into something like this. I'm such an advocate for females in aviation. You know, and I'm glad, by the way, we'll put those links in the show notes as far as all your social media. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing we really uh, didn't talk about as far as uh, in your line of work right now, uh, as far as females involved, is there a large number of females or do you find it's kind of similar amongst uh, mechanics and, and line operations? So right now, as far as ramp agents in my airline, only 13% of our rampers are females. So very low percentage. And then when we look at the mechanic side of it, only 2% of aircraft mechanics in the United States are females. So it's a very low percentage, but it's something that a female can do. There's nothing that's preventing us from doing it. It's just such a male-driven industry, I guess, that people look at and think, but that's not how it is. And uh, Yeah, and I'm glad you're here talking about this because uh, if people, you know, need an example, you're it. Uh, you know, Definitely. you've done it. Yeah, so. And I want people to be able to come to me and ask me these questions because I will be your number one cheerleader, that's for sure. That's awesome, and hats off to you for doing that, because I think we do need that. We need to have those role models out there and say, hey, there's someone that's like me doing that. I can do it. And I think that's really what we need to keep doing. And I think, uh, and I'm, I'm so happy you're involved in all these different organizations. As a matter of fact, there's so many out there. There's, you know, National Business Aviation Association. There's all sorts of aviation professional organizations out there, uh, which advocate to bring everybody into the fold, into uh, working in all different jobs within aviation. Oh, completely. You know, the things you mentioned is becoming a mechanic. You said two percent, and then you you also let's back up here. You said you're gonna, you're looking at becoming a mechanic. This is a whole other thing here that that really <laughs> is interesting. What what made you decide to to go in that direction first of all? And uh, you know now what are you doing to to move in that direction? You mentioned you're going to school. Yeah. So actually, um, it was probably last spring or last summer. We had a plane pulling into a gate. And I don't know why this memory has always stuck with me, but they had a flat tire. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. A plane can get a flat tire. So we called maintenance. They came over, they changed the tire. Bam. Perfect. Like it was ready to go. And I was like, I want to change a plane tire. Do you know how cool that would be? And then I started thinking about it, but then I was like, well, I don't even know where to start. Would I be able to do it? Because all the mechanics that I've ever seen that come to work on the planes at work were all men. So I was like, would I actually be able to do this? And then I started talking to one of my good friends that's an aircraft mechanic. And he's like, Oh my gosh, do it. Go crazy. Go for it. So when Corona first started, 
I was really thinking about it. I took a step back and was like, okay, I evaluate my life. And there's a lot of changes going on in the world. And I got put on hold for a while, travel and stuff for my position. So I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I started researching a bunch of schools and I found one and I was like, okay, I'm sold. This is what I need to do. This is my calling. And this is what I feel like I need to do with the rest of my life. And I think that's really cool that that person encouraged you to to just go ahead and do it, even though there's there's not a lot of females in there. Uh, and we're, we're going to actually, once you finish all this and watch you through this whole process, we're definitely going to have you back on to tell us what it was like uh, to become a mechanic. And interestingly enough, as a, as a female perspective, uh, my first, and I never knew this when I started this podcast years ago, that there was such a low number of uh, females as mechanics in this uh, in the aviation world, and my first person I ever had on as a mechanic was a female, and so I said, "Well, this probably is the norm because there was more than one mechanic around." And then I started learning through this whole process there isn't. That's the great thing. What you're doing is you're you're going out there advocating for these folks that, and for the females, and saying, "Hey, listen, I can do it. So can you." So we definitely want to watch your journey. I'm sure it's going to be on in, uh, on all social media out there. <laughs> definitely, I'm so excited, and I have several nieces. So I just can't wait till they're older and they can look at me and see, wow, she did it. I can do anything. I can do what a man does. I don't want any young girl out there to think that they are less capable of doing something just because of their gender. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And that's a great statement. Uh, We definitely want to hear more about the whole process. I was wondering, though, before we let you go, uh, when you went through this process of finding a school, did you look at options like, I'm sure it's going to be expensive. Did you try to get scholarships and uh, or take loans? How, how do you find money to go to a mechanic school? So I'm actually currently in the process of still figuring out my financial aid for this upcoming school year. Um, I did go with a cheaper option of a school, and the location is close to where I live, so it kind of worked out perfectly. But there's so many different scholarships out there. If you plan further in advance rather than I did, Um, you can apply for scholarships. There's tons of FAA scholarships. If you currently work for an airline, I'm sure that your airline has some link on their webpage to find a scholarship. There's different organizations out there. If you've already gotten your pilot's license, there's scholarships to get your mechanic's license. There's just so many different things out there when it comes to specifically aviation related. Yeah, and we, you know, that's one of the reasons I put together this scholarships guide is uh, we've, you know, been working on this for so many years and realizing there's there's both airlines, there's organizations out there that want to help you and want to help you become whatever it is you want to be. If you want to be a mechanic, there's tons of scholarships out mm-hmm. there to become a mechanic. And uh, and that's why we made this this guide so cheap. It's only like $10 for a whole year and we update it every month. But there's... Oh, wow. Yeah, and and one of the things like yeah, (laughs) and 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 don't forget, there's a coupon code that people have actually donated. It's called our Pay It Forward campaign, where uh, actually using the coupon code Pay It Forward, all one word, you can actually possibly get a free scholarships guide. Um, Not that we're trying to sell the scholarships guide, but (laughs) I am so sold on scholarships in general. There's uh, and looking at them through your company, which is another thing we're actually going into as an avenue, is company-based scholarships, and there are a ton of them out there. Every airline out there has scholarships. Every organization, the FA, all these organizations that are governmental, they have scholarships. Just 
ask. That's the hardest thing is getting over that hurdle to just ask about the scholarships. There's some work involved. You have to, you know, write an essay. You have to put in the application. But you know what? It's well worth it. It really is, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, I just tweeted one day and I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to aircraft mechanic school. Does anybody know of any scholarships out there? And I got flooded with such amazing supporters in the aviation industry on Twitter. And they just flooded me with all these different links and advice and different ways to go about things. So all you have to do is put yourself out there and just ask. Great advice. And we're, we're going to leave it at that. Courtney, is there anything else you want to say before we close and, and move on to uh, it? Just, you know, one of the things I think is just terrific about you is the fact that you are a great example for, for everybody that's looking for a job in aviation, but also especially for those that are looking to the, do the job you have now or as a maintenance engineer or a mechanic. Uh, anything else you want to say before we close? Um, I think I'm all good for now, but I'm sure down the road I'll have something so we'll have to (laughs) get together again yes most definitely and don't forget to go check out Courtney's there's a Instagram account. There's Facebook. What, you know what? We're just going to have all your social media out there because you're so involved. <laughs> uh, I do love your Instagram. I love the fact that you're so happy every time you're at work. Big smiles on your face and, uh, you know, drive around the whatever it may be, the belt loader, the tug, uh, in the airplane, et cetera. It always seems that you have a, a smiling face. Well, Courtney Deckard, it's been such a pleasure to have you on today, and I can't wait to have you back on to talk about your journey to become a mechanic. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And if there's anybody out there that has any questions, feel free to contact me. Well, folks, if you're listening right now, one thing that's really important after you hit the stop button is don't stop. Make sure you take another step forward after you're done listening to this, especially listening to Courtney and ask her a question. Look in the show notes. We will get you in touch with Courtney. If you're interested in anything, airport operations, her journey to becoming a mechanic, follow her on the internet. But the most important thing, whatever it is you want to do in aviation, in whatever career opportunity you're looking at, make sure you do something today. Take that one step today. It could be a small step. It could be a large leap, but do it today. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.